weed, it's your boy Dizzy D Spill. You are tuning into another episode. Ugh, I said that wrong. You are tuning into another episode of the Notion Podcast. A special series called Cleaning Up the Culture. Starring me, Dizzy D Spill. I hope everybody's enjoying their week, enjoying 2022 the best way they can. I feel like I have a very helpful topic. I really do. How was everybody's um New Year's? I know y'all I know y'all can't talk back and and I can hear it, but just curious how you guys spent the New Year, that's all. Cleaning up the culture. This is something that um I really want to be consistent with. I want to be consistent with everything, to be honest. But this is something that uh, is very important to me because I've been doing a lot of thinking about. Um, I've been doing a lot of thinking about how I can contribute back to the culture. The black culture specifically, but. All cultures that I feel like I might be affecting with the different things that I have my hands into. Um, today's topic, man, um, I'm going to try my best not to be too long winded. I'm a very long winded individual for those that personally know me, but conducting and supporting our businesses. When I say our businesses, I am referring to, um, black businesses. Uh, they can even be local businesses. But specifically black businesses, because we do have a struggle and and it's a very, very annoying struggle that we have. I know there's things that we there, there's different perks and things that we 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 haven't been getting for a long time. And there's a certain level of support that we've been struggling with outside of the culture. But we also have some struggles. Uh, forgive the drink, but I'm going to need a drink for this one. Um, we, we, we have, we have struggles outside the culture and we, we, we also have a ton of struggles within the culture when it comes to, um, businesses. And, um, I just have my own personal, um, viewpoints on what I think we can get better with. So that's, that's what I really wanted to, to, uh, touch on. And um, I, I really do hope that with some of the information that I share, with some of the the numbers that I share, um, I, I really hope that uh, that you know that'll uh, inspire somebody or motivate somebody or even stir the conversation up to go further. Um, so before we get into it, however you are streaming or listening to the Notion podcast, please like and subscribe and comment those things are so important to the brand it, it, it really is important if you're tuning in through youtube like subscribe um and comment as well as spotify um apple uh, uh, uh apple podcast and, and and we are we are um grateful and we really really appreciate it but we really need that um, so that way we can get in touch with you guys 
um, that's a thing that we can that that'll help us in the future because in the future we will be doing some live streaming. So the more subscribers that we have, the more notifications we can send out and emails and information we can send out so we can get the live streaming going. So hopefully we can start getting you guys in some of these conversations because, you know, these are a lot of our viewpoints and a lot of our feelings. But um, this is this is a conversation that we wouldn't mind occasionally sharing um, with our listeners and, and our supporters. So, so please, please do those things for us before I, um, before I get into it. Ooh, that hits. So, huh, conducting and supporting our businesses. Um, of course I have a couple, uh, I have my hand in a couple things. I, I have my, my clothing brand, um, my co-hosts also have, you know, their hands in a few things that they have going on. Jelani has kicks and sneakers. Um, Chef Poe, you know, he's doing his thing with the vegetarian um, food and, and growing his garden. And, you know, they have their things going on. But just in general, uh, with the black culture, I, I've i been listening to some very important people in our community. Uh, Dr. Claude Anderson and, and Boyce Watkins. And, um, when I can, I, I've been listening to him when, when I, when I have the opportunity and some of the numbers were, were, were crazy to me as far as in, you know, where we're at and how long we've been stuck there. And, and I know that we have a long history of just being behind and it's not all of our fault, but as far as the things that we can control, there are things that I feel we definitely need to work on. And we need to improve on and some of these things we know already, but unfortunately, we have to keep bringing those things up because, you know, we easily forget that stuff. When. When you have when you're African-American and you see your brothers and your sisters not only starting a business and um, promoting that business and they've been pretty, pretty consistent with that business. I really, in my heart, believe it is our responsibility as a culture to um, support it the best way we can. Now, I, now I've talked about support in the past on my Instagram channel as far as um, having support have like people supporting you um and I, and I do mean like you as an individual and that's a lot of times where I was coming from um and I do mean uh, even with your business uh, if you're expecting only your friends and your family to support your business then yeah you, you're tripping um you, you know you do got to do the legwork you do got to pay for the advertising you do have to to try your best to try different things to see what people may like and also do trial and error and understand what people may not like so much. But as a, as a group, you know, we always have talked about what we don't accept and, you know, what we're not accepted and how we're treated, you know, over the course of, of time we've seen, and even over the past few years, we've had our differences and our feelings and our emotions about the way we've been treated with, big brands and big, big and big businesses. You've heard Jelani talk about the sneaker industry and how they've been capitalizing off of that. You know, Nike doesn't care if, if we 
get certain shoes as long as they make their quota they're not tripping uh, is Nike a black business? It's nothing against Nike, but is it a black business? But we'll we'll get up at seven o'clock in the morning just to complain about not winning something, um, or, or or a new pair of J's at that. Um, we had our moment with H and M. We had our moment with Gucci. We had our moment with all of these different brands where we found something that wasn't quite sitting well with us because we felt like that brand really wasn't for us. And then we've also fallen into the trap of rumors of certain brands, brands not being for us because of what somebody said. And that was false because a lot of us didn't do our research. So what I'm really getting at when I'm, when I'm mentioning this stuff is that there are a lot of black businesses out there that are making things for you. And the question is, are you taking the time to pay attention to it? These businesses are paying. Um, they're they're not they're not just starting a business just to be the next baller on the on on the street or or just to flex. What you have to understand about these these small businesses, because a lot of black businesses are small businesses here, is that they're putting up their own money. They're they're taking the risk. You're not taking a risk supporting or buying something from a black business they're taking more of the risk than you are and it's really 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 important as time goes on as as we start to see how many promises have been made to african-americans and that is when they've made promises promises have been made and they're and they haven't been delivered that we start really taking care of ourselves. So when I talk, when I'm talking about support in this specific conversation, I'm really getting at the fact that we have to take care of ourselves. We have to take care of our own. It's just like previous episode of cleaning up the culture. It goes back to the village. You know what I'm saying? So we have to understand the value and how important it is to that doesn't mean you just if it's black you go buy it and it's just hey that's what it is no if you know and you can tell you know what this looks really good and stop critiquing and finding a reason to not buy it or finding a reason to argue about the price we have to cut all that we have to cut the fat that's to me that's fat you know we need to focus on the lean meat of the situation cut the fat and and really look at these businesses that people that our people are coming out with because this isn't the first time it's been done you know way back with rosewood and black wall street that black people were coming out with all kinds of things and for y'all that know the story y'all know what happened y'all know that it was destroyed out of jealousy and out of hate but we're, we're trying to get back there again you know what i mean so we have to do our best to support our businesses it's very, very important. I'm not saying this because I have my own business. I'm not saying this because there's three brothers on this podcast, you know, giving you guys content and giving you guys episodes pretty much every week. But it's very important that we support our own because everyone else is supporting theirs. Not only that, but they're supporting theirs first. Again, I'm not saying to go buy things that are low quality that are black owned and that are produced from 
blacks. What I'm saying is, is if you can tell that some really hard work has been putting into a, 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 a black brand or a black service, buy it. Because that's the very reason why you buy everyone else's product. And sometimes that's not even the reason why you buy everyone else's product. You just buy it out of convenience. But the majority of the time to you, it's good enough is what I'm really getting at without sounding contradicting to you. It's good enough. So you going to the liquor store that's not black owned, you going to the fast food place killing your body that's not black owned it's good enough for you at the moment so we have to start making sure that our businesses are good enough for us right now i'm wearing a luxury a black luxury brand lavor cole www.lavorcole.com go check it out go look at the quality but that's what we have to start doing we have to have the money going back into the community because that is where we start building our own everything, not just certain things. That's how we start building our own everything. That's how we get our own manufacturing companies. I remember years ago, uh, most people thought Kanye West sounded like a madman when he uh, specifically, they made a, a meme video out of it since when he did the interview with Sway and he was going off and you don't have the answer, Sway. And he was really frustrated. And what I when I look back on that and I see it now, yeah, he was really mad and he, he was he was out of line a little bit. But what I understood is his frustration when you listen to some of the stuff he was saying when he wasn't yelling. It's his frustration with not being able to break through because of the lack of resources. Even with him being a millionaire, he had lack of resources with not having his own factories and stuff like that. That costs that costs a lot of money, you know. And so that supporting our own is just the start of the foundation to be able to to build up. In order to go up, when you when you see buildings and homes building up, they start with a foundation first, then they start with the framework, and then they start making sure that that foundation and that framework is sturdy enough to be able to hold the weight of what's going up. And that's what we have to do in, um, in our community. And so as far as that concern, that, that's, just the, that's just the first step. We have to buy our own. And restart researching. What are some things that I can buy black? You know, soaps, clothings, uh, luggage, um, toothpaste. I don't care what it is. That's, you just you start out like that. Do your research like you would do with anything else. I understand. But any little any any little bit helps. I mean, if anybody knows anything about compound compound interest, this stuff can start compounding and then before you know it we look up and it's like damn that that's crazy like look look how this grown i mean even if you look at successful african americans in this country or a successful black person or african american that you're that you're crazy about go look at the beginning or just somebody that you've been following for a long time and look at how things compounded for them on their their road to success and that's exactly how it can happen for us because there's strength in numbers there's a reason why they say divide and conquer. And there's a reason why they say strength in numbers. So we have to think about that when it comes to supporting, you know, the village, supporting us. Um, the reason why this is important is one of the things that stood out to me, you know, reading different 
articles and listen to listening to different interviews from the vets and the historians that are entrepreneurs and, and really well-rounded as far as their knowledge and business is something that stood out to me is that the statement of they only allow 6%. And what that means is specifically our, our opposite counterparts only allow 6% of us in their communities before they start moving out into a different community. It's crazy because we always want to move into a community that's the opposite of us, that looks the op- looks like the opposite of us as far as in our skin complexion and our culture, right? But you never see any of them moving into our communities. What does that say about what we're doing and about what we're supporting? And that same 6% applies to business. I want y'all to think I'm going off on a tangent, but that applies to business as well. If When you look at your... For all the people that are listening that has jobs, start doing the math. It's either going to be 6% or lower as far as in the people that are in the leadership positions and management positions if you guys work for big companies. So we have to support our own. We have to start our own and support our own so we can utilize our own, hire our own, right? Promote our own. Basically, we have to stop asking the other side for things that they've made very clear that they're not going to give us because there's things that historically are owed to us that wasn't given to us. You see what I'm saying? So that's why this is so important that but just remember the next time you have a hard time not wanting to, you know, making a decision to buy, you know, from your own and supporting your own. Just remember that six percent. Remember, okay, you know, it's too many black people coming up in here. Oh, there goes the neighborhood. Let's pack up. Let's leave. Sell the house. Nancy, sell the house. Oh, man, what's up? What's up? Why are you hiring so many black people in charge? It's in, uh, same BET. Remember that. You might want to start taking care of your own, conducting and supporting black businesses. Now, as far as conducting businesses, Black people, we have to do a better job with presentation and we have to do a better job with customer service. I don't know about you, but in my lifetime, I'm not even going to hold you. And I've been very embarrassed to even think about it. I'm even embarrassed, to, even embarrassed to say it. But when I've called customer service because I'm already pissed off about a situation, that's maybe happened. It could be with a bank or it could be with a warranty that I have and I'm pressed for time and I call customer service and one of us answered the phone. I'm like, oh, shit. It's going to be a Tyson and Holyfield. We have to get better with how we conduct business and I remember one time I was talking to Jelani and I was talking about like how frustrated I get and how frustrated I've gotten with small businesses and how they conduct business. And he was saying, yeah, it's crazy. You know, um, you know, sometimes I try to, you know, think about how, you know, we'll, we'll let big businesses do whatever they want. You know, we'll have all the patience in the world after we make our purchase, but with small businesses, we don't have that kind of patience. 
And I was like, damn, that is true. And it, it did kind of make me feel bad, you know, as far as in not really cutting some slack. But to be honest, me as an individual, um, I'm like that across the board. If I give you my money, if I pay you my money on time, I want you to be on time with my fucking product. That's just me. I'm very, very critical as um, a customer, but I'm also critical as myself, um, you know, as a person that's, you know, providing um, product. I try to get, I try to get my product out to my, to my customers as soon as I can. But we have to do a better job with presentation. We have to do a better job with the experience. Most, a lot of businesses are successful, not just because of the quality, but be also because of the experience that the customers have. Now, you're going to get customer complaints. You're going to get, you know, um, word of mouth, bad experiences. But overall, the successful businesses you're going to get a lot of people that like it. You're going to have a lot of people that hate Amazon, that say a lot of shit, bad about Amazon, bad comments, even sellers on Amazon. You're going to get all of those. But the good outweighs the bad, which is why Amazon on the stock market list is, I believe they're worth over a trillion or at a trillion as far as Amazon, the company, well, if a lot of people hated them, they would not be that high as far as in market value. Just saying. So we have to put our emotions in our pocket. We have to really give the best experience to the customers that we can possibly give. And we got to that we have to care more about the business and the legacy behind the business than however we're feeling that day or whatever customer we didn't like that day. We have to learn to do that. Black folks, it's very, very important. We can't have a fucking attitude and expect everybody to understand how our day went. They didn't come into the store for that. If, the, if, if a customer pissed you off at 930 in the morning and they really, really just fucked your morning up, the customer at 530 didn't see it, didn't experience it, probably had a bad day themselves. So and they don't care about what happened. We have to do a better job at not only delivering product, good product, quality product, better presentation as far as in how we're putting the product out. And really treating customers with respect and giving them the best experience possible. If we can do that, it can go a long way. But we have to do that with each other. Because remember what I said earlier um, in the the episode. We got to take care of our own first. And if we don't make it, there's no way we can get anybody else's dollar in our business if we can't make our own feel like that. Because everybody's going to see that, man, this is a black business, this is a black store, and black people don't even shop here. I don't even mess with black people as it is, but they don't even mess with each other. I'm definitely not going there. You see what I'm saying? That's important. We got we to gotta, we gotta get that on point. <sighs> so, you know, I, I covered buying our own. I covered we need to control our own dollar, of course. Um, as far as in... Um, one of the things I wanted to touch on too 
it's our career choices um, as, as far as in conducting and supporting our businesses in order to clean up our culture um, and, and really build on this foundation, we have to pay attention to how things are oversaturated. I'm involved. Almost everything I'm involved in is oversaturated. I have if I have photography experience, it's oversaturated. I'm in the podcast game. It's way more oversaturated than when it was when the when we first started the Notion podcast. And we've been rolling for a while. Um I've been doing music since I was 13. That's over 20 years. Over 20 years. Music was oversaturated by the time I hit 18. And it's just Everybody has a studio. Everybody's an engineer. Everything that I'm involved in is oversaturated. It is. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to make it seem like I just, I got it like that. And I'm one of the lucky ones. And no, everything is oversaturated. And because I understand that. When I get into the position that is comfortable for me, I really want to invest in things that our people are overlooking. But because our people are overlooking these things, I really think that I might be able to spark some interest for some of our listeners. We have to stop trying to be the cool person. And if I had to really put some thought into this when I was a younger man, maybe I wouldn't be doing a lot of these things that I'm doing right now, or maybe I would just be the person behind the scenes investing in everything that I'm doing right now, because I would have built up enough capital to invest in to these things to where they would be on a level that I approve of. I'll give you an example. Black people, we have to stop trying to find careers that we think are socially acceptable instead of finding careers that are financially comfortable for us and financially smart. For example, let me go over here to my notes real quick. Most of our people don't want to be plumbers electricians and and construction workers but even worse why don't we own construction businesses plumbing businesses and electrical businesses here's some stats for you guys the US the US the US bureau of labor statistics reports that black comprise just 6% of the workforce in construction a number that has rel- uh, a number that has been relatively unchanged for 25 years 6% so 6% just do construction we don't even own construction businesses. Now I'm going somewhere with these specific career, um, these specific lines of work and career paths. Plumbers, eight percent. I've also seen that number kind of fluctuate, but tenen, uh, pertaining to different sites that I've looked at, so it fluctuates between eight percent and nine point seven percent, which isn't a drastic difference, really, 
in my opinion, in my eyes, not a difference at all. So plumbers are at between 8%, 9.7%. An electrician, <laughs> 8.3% black folks. White folks, 68.3%. Hispanic and Latino, 18.7%. And Asian, 2.2%. Now, the reason why I specifically pick those three is because I can get on Facebook or Instagram right now and look at how many of our black people are in real estate or how many of our black people that I just this is my personal who I personally know. I know black people that are in real estate that, have, that are realtors, which is definitely not a dig at our people. You know, we, we do need we need black realtors and black homeowners. Right. Well, when something goes wrong with your home, it would be nice, you know, to pay a, to be, to pay a brother or a sister to do a good job on plumbing. If I have a plumbing issue, small story, um, when me and my wife bought our house, we had plumbing issues twice. I'm not saying that I would have been jumping for joy, but it would have been nice to pay like one of our own to fix that. We don't, we don't dive into those fields. We've actually got a lot of homework. <laughs> Never thought I'd be doing homework in my thirties, but we got a lot of homework done since we bought our home. And none of that money touched black hands because we're not, interested in that we're interested in what makes us look good to everyone else and what is approved by our own but we don't realize that these are businesses we can be starting and those are businesses that are not going away anytime soon i know robots and 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 the metaverse and all that stuff but that stuff is this stuff isn't going away anytime soon we have to accept these these jobs or just or invest Okay, you don't want to do it and you got the money. All right, you know what? Um, I'm going to go find some people that are just getting out of these trade schools for, um, you know, young students that are getting out of being electricians and, um, you know, being a plumber and all that stuff. And I'm going to start a business and I'm going to start sending teams out to do this. I'm going to be honest. Like I said, when I get into a comfortable position, I'm going to start little businesses like this of ours. It's documented. Hold me to it. Because it's important. It's not about what the next person is saying. Are oh, you a plumber? You out there cleaning shit? And oh man, you an electrician? Man, ain't you scared? You ain't scared of heights? Or you ain't scared of getting shocked? Or oh man, you a construction worker? Man, you ain't scared? You gonna fall off something? Like man, don't worry about what anybody say. All of them are very rough and dirty jobs. But the crazy thing about it is, it doesn't look rich, but <laughs> they all make very, very good money. Now the the, a lot of those jobs on the low end is forty to fifty thousand on the low end, but the, most of these jobs can be contractor jobs. But on the higher end, we're damn near six figures, if not more. I mean, I think you can easily make six figures doing all of these, and that's just work. Probably working for somebody. If you own the business, now you're really talking something. You're really, really, really talking something. But we overlook these jobs. Because of maybe what we thought in school or because of what we've been told to be. But black folks, we have to understand that we need coverage in every it's like it's like insurance. We need full coverage. 
We need full coverage in everything. We do. We need plumbers, plumbing businesses, electricians. We need construction businesses. And of course, we need real estate. We need realtors. Me and my wife, we actually enjoy watching HGTV. And it's funny when you see, you know, these these realtors, you know, these house flippers. And they got their, they have all their people to call as soon as they're ready to buy a house. They're, all right, we bought this house. I'm going to call my boy to flip this. I'm going to call my other boy to do this. All right, I need to get, I need to call the city to make sure we get the permits for this. I'm going to call my boy to make sure it's going to pass. But like, they, they have a whole connection. We need that. Everybody can't do a podcast. Everybody can't do a clothing line. Everybody can't rap. But that doesn't mean that you are not to be utilized in other things. Now, these are the things that our listeners know I do. I do have other skills and trades where I do and can get my hands dirty. Straight up. So I'm not I'm not I'm not going to sit up here and talk about something and encourage something that I haven't done or that I'm not doing. But for our for our people, we need that. And those are just a handful. That's literally a handful of things that that could make a drastic difference in our community. Straight up. It 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 might not make you rich in the first one or two years, but it can make you very um the goal shouldn't even be rich anyway, it should be wealthy. But you could be well off dedicating you know, your time, perfecting your craft, delivering the best work possible, giving the best experience possible, the best customer service, two hours, and everyone else who wants to give you their dollar, but always treating hours like a priority, always making them feel like a priority. But those are just a handful of careers that that are very necessary in our community. Um, another person that I, I I've I came across I want I want to say around twenty twenty early twenty twenty one, and uh, my my mom, who's the historian of our family, she had already knew about this brother, but his name is Doctor Jawanza Kanjufu, and I caught myself watching like a probably like a three minute clip on IG uh, about a basically I want to say it's kind of like a seminar or class that he did in the eighties about the, 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 the black boy and his experience in school and stuff like that. And he basically was given an example with stats as far as in basketball. And then he gave the same example in, um, in an interview in the eighties. And he was basically, and again, this is information from the 80s, but it, it was crazy to me hearing this because I was like, wow, I don't think a whole lot has changed. If not, it's gotten worse. And then I kind of compared it to other stuff, too. But he was saying um, in the 80s at that particular time when he was doing the interview and he was giving these numbers, he said one million black boys wanted to go to the NBA. 400,000 actually got to play college ball. 4,000 played college ball, 35 went to the NBA, seven got to start. And the average lifespan in the NBA was four years. Now, a lot of those numbers have changed 
since then the the salary has changed and opportunities you got g league and uh, you got all these different things but what stood out to me is he was just specifically talking about the nba so what i did is i looked at the fact that okay one million boys wanted to go to the nba and basically out of those one million only seven made it right and so when you fast forward ah 30 years at that from that point then you have things like music right acting entertainment is what i'll say music and entertainment and you mix that in with sports and how many more millions of black boys and black girls wanted to be in sports music and entertainment and then you multiply that million by millions and what has happened is we've from what I've seen, and I'm pretty sure there's some stats out there that I, I didn't get a chance to really dive into it because my mind was just going all over the place with it after looking at that, is how many of us has ded- really dedicated a lot of time to trying to be entertainers. And then when entertainment doesn't work or it doesn't seem like it's work, I'm going to just I'm gonna go on to the next thing or the next thing or the next thing. And then... You have that percentage of us and then you have the percentage of us. It's like, all right, I'm going to go to college and I'm going to get a degree, but I'm going to get a degree in something that I'm probably not going to work as in the profession that I got the degree in. So now I'm just working and I'm not taking a dig. It's just the it's just the lost direction that we have. And then, you know, the ones that that didn't go to college, you know, we're just working. We're not really starting any businesses that's going to be. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, a demand in society, um, and in our culture specifically. So, you know, you, you put all those numbers together, and it, it, it's 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 a huge mess. It, it really is a huge mess, and and it's hard to get things done, and it's hard to support. It's hard to support businesses that are not there. You know, it it really is. So we really have to take a moment. And millennials and for any millennial wise, uh, for Gen Z's that may be listening. Right now, we have to start understanding that we need to take time to create our businesses we need to take time to pick businesses that maybe were once not ideal to other people as far as in the looks of it and the excitement of talking about it. And we need to start investing in them and we need to start pushing them forward so we can start supporting ourselves and so we can build a stronger foundation. And we really have to practice how we conduct business and how we treat each other as far as in the the customer, client, and business owner relationship. It's vital. It is it's vital. Ninety-eight percent of the black dollar leaves our community and goes to the other side 
if you don't believe me, just take your bank statement. Look at take your bank statement. Look at your bank statement. Look at all of the bills you paid, right? All of the money you spent on your debit card. Go look the companies up that you're swiping your card at. See how many of those businesses are black owned. It's that simple. You might shock yourself and be like, damn, 100% of the money I spent. Now, if you're an entrepreneur, you can say that, well, the money I'm spending is going into my business. Well, who's manufacturing your stuff? Where are you buying your product from? Are you buying it from a black manufacturer? Most likely not. Because it's not that many of us. And it's not to criticize or critique or sit up here and make it seem like I'm proving a point or I'm better. It's just we have work to do. We we really have to learn to support our own. And I'm and, and I will say this too. I'm not saying that we have to take shit that's being thrown at us. You know, if 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 it's bad business, it's bad business, and we, you know, we move on and we go the other way, but we can be respectful in declining bad business. We can we can be respectful and um rejecting um transactions with people it's a respectful way to walk away everything doesn't have to be aggressive it doesn't have to be um a, it doesn't have to be a stage you know it doesn't have to be an audience it doesn't have to be um a whole bunch of drama when you do it so Some something to really think about as well is the patience aspect of 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 doing all of this. Three to five years if you're an entrepreneur. But really, really pick a trade. And and if you already have a trade, if you already I, I know there's there's sisters out there that that do nails and do hair. I know there's brothers out there that do that that cut hair. Um, you know, a lot of, uh, athletes, you know, getting into the training, the fitness men and women, that's all cool. We need all of those things. We want to look good. We want to feel good. That's all important. If you, if you, if you, if you look good, if you feel good, you know, you start doing things well, right? So to all of you guys that have that, that skill that develop that skill. How would you want to be treated? How are you treated? You know, when when you're when you're the, the client and the customer in your everyday life with what you experience. And if you're treated well, are you treating everybody just as well? And if you're not treated well, how would you like to be treated? And are you applying that to the people that you do business with? But just for the record. The business world does not give a fuck about your personal life. So try your best to leave that shit out of your business. They don't care that your kid spilled oatmeal all over your J's before you came to work. They don't, they don't care that your kid got suspended from school. Your, your clients and your customers, don't, they're not your friends. And even if you have friends that are clients and customers, still treat them with the same respect. All right.
So, I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty much what I have. Like I said, um, like and subscribe and leave comments. You are tuning into the Notion podcast with Dizzy D Spill with another episode of Cleaning Up the Culture. Let me know what you think, because pretty soon we're going to get to the point where we're going live. And we're going to have some people up in here. I ain't trying to go. I ain't trying to go to crazy debate route, though. I'm not, but let's talk about it. I really want to see a change. I really want to see a difference. I really want to see true, authentic support. Some real successful businesses, but most importantly, professionalism. Some, some really, 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 really great professionalism. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please like, comment, subscribe on however you're listening to this. And if you really, really like it, share it with somebody that might want to listen to it, watch it, or needs the information. I'm Dizzy. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace.